Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Now, believe it or not, half of my episodes, I actually speak with my eyes closed. Today, I'm going to do it with my eyes open. Now, of course, this episode, if you're unaware, based off of the title, for whatever reason, we are going to be talking about Note Cards Revisited. This is an ongoing series where, about a year ago, I wrote a plethora of notes, tips, advice, just self I can't say self-help, but like self-knowledge, self-learning, and just, I, I don't want to say original thoughts, but just my thoughts uh, when it comes to a lot of things. And the goal was to circle back and see what sticks, what didn't stick, and see which ones are kind of worth keeping or worth pursuing down the road. So here we are a year later. As a matter of fact, it's almost a year to the day where Droolish actually existed. I can look right now, and I think my first episode was done on uh, the 13th. So this is the 10th. So that's awesome. We're almost at my well, the podcast is one year anniversary. So I'm thinking about creating a new promo because it's been a long time and the podcast has changed quite significantly. Though the ethos of the podcast is still to help you relax, calm down, and help you fall asleep. Primarily, I noticed the biggest benefit for this podcast is for those who have consistent mind chatter and who are hoping to find a nice, calm, relaxing, and yawn-inducing voice, which I believe I do have one based off of, well, my life experiences. <laughs> Something I can't really control. However, I'm going to use this voice for good and not evil, at least how I perceive it. Now, I'd like to blend in background noises, and preferably uh, when a white noise, I do mix some other noises that help create focus and perhaps deep relaxation. I don't want to focus on sleep sounds or sleep vibes. Uh, that might be a little bit too harsh. I know it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but the goal here is obviously if you are listening, you're listening for a reason. Whether you are a returning listener or if you're a first-time listener, I want to help you guys just relax and just have an open mind. Now, again, if this is your first time listening, I do highly suggest that this is a little bit different than a lot of other podcasts out there. So if this topic does not pique your interest, I do suggest that you go look at previous episodes and find something that might fit like the, that might fit your need. I do understand I do talk quite differently than most other people, and my style is... Uh, I can't explain it. It's just different. It's not bad. I can't say it's good can't say it's bad. It's different. Now, you're probably hearing some rain coming in about now, and it's steady, and that's on purpose. And again, the goal here is to create an experience to where you really don't have to think too much about your day, and let your, and as opposed to letting your mind just flutter everywhere, and just kind of, you know, it keeps you inside your own head. I, I want that to stop. You know, I want to help prevent that. Now, Enough about the podcast. Going back to the subject at hand here. We are revisiting these note cards that, again, I wrote a year ago, and there were about 200 of them. And 
each one of these uh, I categorized in different uh, topics. But it, since it's been almost a year since I've actually went through and looked at them and even just thought more about them, uh, a lot of this is actually going to be refreshing to me and hopefully to you as well. I'm going to try my best to explain a lot of these note cards to my best knowledge. And at least from the previous episodes, you know, some of these uh, make me think more about what I've thought in the past and speaking about these ideas, thoughts, tips, advice, whatever's on these note cards. To me, I feel like it's therapeutic and it's something that not only did a friend recommend me to, uh, you know, review what I've wrote down uh, to see if it sticks. It's also, I just feel like that speaking out loud, you're able to hear yourself and see how it sounds. Because I think a lot of us, we, we stay inside our own heads. And I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, uh, I, I feel like you guys are similar to me in that sense, where you know, we have a lot of that mind chatter. We have a lot of just ongoing thoughts. Uh, you know, Maybe we all have ADHD. I have ADHD. It seems like it's a stretch for me to say that, but I don't think it's that much of a stretch. The people who email, comment, and respond, uh, you know, I, I take pride in what I do, and I take bigger pride in the type of people that I attract in my life. So having a certain fan base and people who listen that seem like they're really good people and they meet well and, you know, they want to be better or they, they want to find ways to improve, uh, you know, that, that makes me feel better about myself knowing that there are other people that are like me and I don't think I'm a terrible individual. I like to associate myself with cool and awesome individuals, um, at least how I perceive it. So if you are listening for the first time, well, congrats. Uh, you know, hopefully this will be fun, not too fun. I'm trying not to be too interesting here. Um, but uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're six minutes in and I haven't even gotten to my first note card. So let's get to it. Um, but that, yeah, that's more or less the essence of the podcast. And don't worry. Uh, a lot of this stuff, I'm going to try to bring context around it as well, so you're not just confused, uh, as confused as I am when I first read it. Now, the, now these uh, note cards, I think I've gone through about 40 of them so far, and I have one, two, about like nine or ten more different subjects or different types of uh, yeah, types of subject matters in these note cards, and we're going to see how many we can get through today. Uh, this has been quite a journey. I've noticed uh, it seems like a lot of a lot of people are, uh, you know, mildly interested in this one, and I'm going to continue this. Now, I will not have two episodes this week, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of stuff with uh, work and a lot of things are picking off, so I have to make priorities. And unfortunately, um, you know, this podcast is something I love doing and I want to do, but it's going to be limited for the time being. I'm going to spend some time to... No, 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 actually, never mind. I'll talk about that later. Let's just get to the subject at hand. See, I almost got myself there. So, first note card. This is related to a alter ego I wanted to create, and I did create last year in a, um, I don't want to say in a, in a rogue uh, marketing like research project. It was more so... Um, related to understanding and breaking into uh, Twitch stream coaching. And more so, it was actually YouTube that I wanted to get into, but I pivoted to streaming. However, I always wanted to create a YouTube channel to talk about many different aspects and different videos about random stuff. 
uh, like random things that I, I, I know I think about a lot of, uh, I know how my mind works. And generally my mind defaults to a lot of unorthodox methods, just like, like just defunct methodologies. And uh, I'd like to look at things um, backwards or in reverse, uh, mainly because a lot of people do things straightforward. A lot of people just do things that make sense normally. But then when I look at a lot of people, I realize a lot of people are very flawed, including myself. So there's not really much difference between how you look at things. Uh, if everyone does one thing, if everyone looks at one way with a certain view, I honestly don't see the problem in doing the complete opposite and looking at it from a different perspective. So, um, and that's just more of uh, methodologies, not like, not like beliefs or anything else. So we're just talking about methodologies here. But anyway, uh, anyways, I wanted to, I guess apparently I wanted to have all these uh, videos, I, video ideas I had on YouTube, and this one I wrote down um, from this alter ego that I had, uh, it goes by the name of Kofik, I think they're also the name of a coffee house now. Uh, this is a series I would call House Money, where I would make absurd bets on absurd things. So if I won, I keep the cash, I lose, I do a giveaway. That was pretty much that. Now, I think the idea behind this, and I think this was actually more for streaming, was the fact that uh, I wanted to create a highly engaged community of DGen gamblers. And if you've listened to any of the podcasts, you know I talk about sports betting and probably in the future talk about poker, and I write a lot about numbers and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm a very numbers-oriented guy. But I wanted to find a way to interact a stream community with uh, me betting the amount of, you know, betting on blackjack or or even just random stuff like uh, what would happen like on TV or for watching things in real time, like, like streaming, just bet on those things. And if I won, you know, I would obviously keep, you know, I would get the money and if I lose, I would give away that money towards people in the chat. So it actually enticed people for me to entice them for, you know, entice them for me to cheer me losing. Uh, versus me winning, so it creates like a me versus them dynamic. But I, I, you know, it's I, I figure that was be something interesting. Um, although that wasn't really flushed out, and uh, since this is more streaming stuff, I really don't care too much about these days. So uh, even reading out loud, uh, I, I don't think it sticks. So that's gone. That card is a no bueno. Another idea uh, I apparently wrote down. Uh, let's see here. Usopp versus Baccarat. Analysis of discussion, Usopp discussion. So, I don't know what that, any of that means. I can tell you Usopp is one of my favorite characters from a show called One Piece. Um, I don't know why I have Baccarat here. Um, anyways, the context behind this, and this note includes it here, um, and it, it's a quote. Say a year from now, we were looking back what would I have done as an employee to nail that pick? Have you ever made an exception? I don't get that. I don't get it. I don't write. I don't. I don't write two separate notes on a note card. Um, this is under the uh, under the category of an idea. Say a year from now, we were looking back. What would I have done as an employee to nail that pick? That still doesn't make any sense. Have you ever made an exception? I I, I, I don't get it. 
I feel like I had something there. The fact that I said a year from now, and I wrote this a year ago, literally a year ago. What would I have done as an employee to nail that pick? I don't know. It doesn't stick. Uh, I was, yeah, that... I have no idea. That's unfortunate. Uh, I feel like that, I feel like there's something there in this cryptic, and, and it, it's... There's something in the back of my, my mind that... It might be there, but uh, I'm discarding it. You know, I can't spend... I can't spend a life... My whole life uh, deciphering that one. This one um, mentions Twitter, so I think this is a Twitter strategy. So as a group, points to ask questions, always be appreciative. And it goes down to a question of asking myself, what is the one thing you're doing to improve yourself? Why follow me? What's your favorite Subway sandwich? Ask me a question. I think these are just random questions. Don't going nowhere. Terrible. Don't like it. There's no context there. This is where it gets really granular, because within the Twitter, I think this is the Twitter marketing strategies I have for this alter ego, and I had something called, uh, since the name was Kofik, I had two, I had an alter ego with an alter ego, I guess, like off Kofik, which is no gimmick, be authentic and then there's alter ego which has had a persona which is a character and i don't know if you guys have heard of a guy named uh, called uh, dr disrespect who kind of pioneered the whole uh build a character into like a twitch persona uh he you can go on twitch.tv right now um, probably and he's probably going to be like one of the top five people on twitter he's just uh yeah he just created his own persona has high pro high production values i think that's where the whole idea came from um, I think the whole idea was just to characterize yourself, um, to separate yourself completely as, you know, an entertainer compared to a regular human being, I guess. Um, so yeah, this is not stuff that um, I, haven't, I haven't really dove into too, too often, but we're going to power through this, guys. So this one is a skit, so I'm pretty sure this is for a YouTube series. And it literally says, I mean, it's not dot, 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 like dot, 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 parodies turn into Chappelle skits, dot, 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 union. And then it says, feelings of OMG Murphy's law is real. Life is a simulation. Elon Musk is a god. I have no idea what I wrote here. I think it was... I hate that. None of this makes any sense. You guys got to enjoy that with me. Yeah. Wow, 0 for 4. This is a... I was not expecting an 0 for, 0 for 4. But last episode, we were like 12 of 14 of like good cards versus bad. So we have to take the good with the bad, folks. And I, hey, that's the risk of doing this. Like, I don't look at these cards beforehand. I wrote this at the time, you know. It's, it's one of those things where uh, we like to tell a story or there's something that happens in our lives we think is funny and then when you tell a friend uh depending on how you tell it or depending on what really happens uh, you can tell midway that the story isn't going anywhere and then by the time you finish it you already know the person who you told it to is not really laughing or kind of looking at you weird and then eventually you say well i guess i have to be there or sorry i guess you have to be there you know i think that's kind of what happened in those cards um that's my logic, and I'm sticking to it because I guess it made a lot more sense 
a year ago, man. Whew. A year ago, Joey was... These ideas are not... Not good. At least, not satisfactory to my standards. This last one is for... I think it was a Twitter marketing idea where it says... Um, two days in a row skit, call it to the future, tomorrow's vid, and then video on the previous day. This is actually not bad, so I'm going to try to explain this one again. So this card points out, it's, it's a, I find this to be a different way of engagement to where if you have someone who really, really likes your content, really likes what you're doing, or if you have like an amazing piece of content that you're doing, uh, whether it's like doing some cool things and you're showing it on Twitter, or TikTok, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. If you create content that connects, that connects uh, time frames, so you can, so I can create a video uh, that might be like, "Hey, Joey, for the past, what do you think about this?" But I can actually create a video today um, that actually answers that question, and people will be like, "Wait, but that doesn't make any sense." Like, no one's asking me a question while the future video points that out. So you can start creating like a web of like, uh, of like deep, like I don't say deep links, but like deep content to where if anyone were to catch wind of like awesome content, they're like almost forced to go back or forward based off of like the content you've created. At least based on these skits. Almost like a choose your own adventure type. I don't hate that, but I definitely think I need to reword that way better. Uh, it's a certainly unique concept um, versus just kind of like linear stories or linear stuff. I, I, I love the, um, I love more like obtuse type of like paths and like open world stuff. Now, that was all for the, um, maybe for now, at least for what I have labeled here, for the alter ego marketing thing. Um, again, that, in hindsight, was quite terrible. <laughs> These ideas are just terrible. Hey, I'm a big enough person to admit what isn't good and what is good, at least to me. And that's why I go through this, because, I mean, imagine if I followed through that stuff back then and didn't even, like, look specifically at it like or if I just looked at the cars and I was thinking oh yeah this makes a lot of sense like then then and there um, yeah that's that that explains a lot so <laughs> uh, now we're moving on to uh, this is what is labeled a personal site so if you guys want to know a little bit more about me this is the opportunity uh, like I said, I don't t try to talk about myself too much, like me personally. Uh, and there are reasons for that, and I'll probably talk about that later. But uh, but if you want to know a little bit more about me and what I do and and whatnot, well, this, here we go. Um, at least kind of how I would brand myself. So, no card here is called personal site. So it means, well, it kind of means how I talk about myself. Now, this note card is labeled branding underneath personal site, so this is how I would brand myself. Uh, just make me a digital marketing consultant. That's the first note. Arrow goes to, um, you know, go go the blank route. I cannot say the name. Um, that probably will reveal too much information about um, people. So I don't I don't I don't like doing that. However. Uh, it does point to being honest and adaptable. A guy with too many thoughts with too much time. Uh, that was a year ago, and I think that was very true. 
uh, before the whole podcast. I think that w- that was literally the idea, or I think like the brainchild of the podcast, that I had so many thoughts all in my head, couldn't find a way to, couldn't find a creative outlet, and I had too much time at the time. Uh, so a year ago, I was heavily focused on work-life balance, and I was just caught up in figuring out like what I want to do, uh, what are the things I could do either on the side, and it's not even the side, I had a lot of free time. Um, and honestly, it, it just was too much, but, um, so that was the whole idea back then, me just as a digital marketing consultant. Uh, I think that's changed a lot more. Uh, I mentioned in the, in the previous that I am a consultant, but I, uh, I I do a lot of things. I love numbers. I love helping people out and solving problems. Um, I hear, I always hear a lot of feedback about what I'm really good at and what I'm not. So. If there is an off chance that some of you are recruiters, NFL executives, anything else that matter, I am really absurdly good at looking at the numbers and looking at trends, and more specifically, looking at gaps that no one else has ever really paid attention to. Uh, I like to call myself like a leak finder. Um, I also call it min-maxing these days. You know, look at minimum, spend a minimum amount of time, maximum amount of results. Um, yeah, I'm really all about efficiency at the end of the day. So, uh, although this podcast is probably the opposite of the efficiency factor because it takes me a long time for me to get to a point, but that's not the point here. Now uh, I'm just reflecting off of what is in the note card. So, well, this is a little bit older, this note card. Um, it still is a reflection of who I was, who I am, I guess, to an extent, even today, to date. Uh, but I love to keep track of kind of my self-progress and other people's progress too over time. Uh, I, I think keeping track of those data points is very, really important to measure growth and to measure ourselves as kind of where we stand over time. Uh, I don't believe that we're all fixed, you know, in a mindset. You know, people say you are who you say you are, you are whoever. Um, I mean, I'm a lot of people. I, I am a lot to a lot of people. So. I mean, that alone, people have many different perceptions of me. I just try to be a decent guy, um, and, I, and that's that's all that I have to stick for. <laughs> a decent guy that, that does what he can, that does what he can to help others. So, uh, anyway. Back to branding. It says, personal brand site, a down arrow, um, go minimal and be done with it. And it points at Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, other Seths. So fun tip, guys. Um, this is a little bit bonus for you. If you ever find a guy named Seth, doesn't matter what their last name is, and they seem like a decent dude, uh, I run into a lot of good Seths. So be friend to Seth. Chances are your life will be a little bit better in some way, shape, or form. But only speaking from personal experience. So this one, these next cards are going to be under the category of startup ideas. Now, does that sound familiar to a lot of you? Because I've already talked about about 60 of these bad boys, and these ones might be ones I've already talked about in the past. Maybe. These ones might not be. Chances are they are. If they are, I will try to bring us a brief synopsis, or give a brief synopsis about it, and and, uh, go about my business, because... I've gone through those more exhaustively in the, in their respective episodes, so if you haven't watched that yet, uh, 
feel free after this episode to let check you know check out the startup series uh, where I create 100 startup ideas. I've stopped around 60, uh, and that I'll get to the reason why that's been stopped at some other point in time. But long story short, uh, I love ideation. I love to think about things that either help people out, that solve problems, or occasionally I just like to let the imagination run wild and see what, what sticks. Uh, there's nothing wrong with either either uh, approach. Uh, don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Uh, if people are so fixated on saying solve problems and just you know iterate to make a lot of money and you don't have to have the next genius idea, well, that's correct. They're right. And some other people will say, let's just, you know, you want to spend all your time thinking about what's out there, moving, you know, making big changes in the world, all these things with these huge ideas. Um, don't worry about the small stuff. Well, they're also right. I know that's not something most people will actually accept, but everything is right to always, everyone is usually right to an extent. That's the key, to an extent. That extent is related to who you are and who you who you want to be and, and your innate strengths and where you where you believe um, and what you believe you're able to do or what you're capable of. So um, that's what I've learned, and I'm sticking to that. Uh, that's that's a you know I'm a firm believer in that. So back to these startup ideas. First one. This one's called schedule. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's at schedule at first, and then in in uh, parentheses, it's pronounced schedule. It says connect, 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 ah, connect via Facebook, and set up tentative time and dates. The app syncs up and enter. Ah, okay. App syncs up with interest or events nearby, and plan stuff between friends. Create a video to hype something up. So this one, I don't think, was in the startup list uh, initially. And saying it out loud, this makes even more sense that I love. So some of you might recall an idea that I had a while back, which solves the problem of actually meeting friends when you have limited time. As we, all, as we all get older, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are probably in between like your mid-20s to 50s, 60s plus. That's my guess. And, you know, as we get older, just kind of managing time with friends, colleagues, or even people like we enjoy with, um, gets a little bit harder due to obligations with jobs, family, um, events, chores, you know, yada yada. But what this does is that it allows you to connect Facebook to not just sync up events and plans that make sense that you can share with your friends, but you can actually uh, create a very simplistic schedule of when you guys can meet. So if there is a, a practical example is, let's say there is a beer fest going on. Assuming COVID did not exist, there is a beer fest going on in a week from now. And even five of my friends want to go, but really even just trying to create the logistics of having five grown adults, families to meet up at some point might take a long time. Now, some people might not respond right away. Some people might not even, you know, they might not, yeah, they might not even respond at all or they might respond very late. Well, what this does is that it 
will show an idea and not only will it share it with the friends, it'll ping them on their phone and say, hey, you want to do this? Here are the times. And all you would have to do, if you're someone who sees the event and all you have to do is say, you know what, I can swing by during this time. And it could be any time during the event. And all it does is just simply matches your availability and it takes in the time it takes for you guys to travel to the location and do all that stuff and, and that's all. So I could say, okay, like me, Bob, and Jim um, have agreed and the events, the beer fest is from three to five. Let's meet there at four. Never say no events from like three to eight. No, no beer events, two hours. All right, let's meet up. You know, you check the event. Those three to eight, we're all interested. I'm available from like four to seven. Tim's available from like five to nine. And Jack, even though I changed his name, uh, is available from like three to six. Well, since we've already kind of predetermined our own schedules without even communicating, you know, we just could be on our phone or whatever, then uh, the Facebook will actually sync up the event and automatically plan those two hours, that four to six time frame where we're all available. And that includes travel time and whatnot. But that's already done. You know, the app will say, hey, four to six, we're all good. Let's see you then. And then you guys can just chat and confirm. Like, takes all the logistics of figuring out timing and schedule and even asking people. It just implies that, hey, this is going on, you and you're out. I think, it's, I think it streams, streamlines a lot. Obviously, I did not do any research to figure out something like this already exists. Um, but that's the idea all in itself. Uh, I'm very surprised that Startup Ideas uh, hopped up on, on this. Uh, but yeah. That one's called Schedule. <laughs> that name is so stupid. <laughs> Next startup idea. So, this is called, initially it was called Silhouette, but then I crossed it out and it says One Off Thoughts. That's what I have here. It's a hub for people to post their one off stuff. Um, start off with an interest or a hobby or a distraction or discussion that is not talked about like like an unplugged side. For example, Gary V talks something like bowling or something bowling bizarre. Or an Instagram account, silhouettes of quotes of celebs. I don't like that. There's nothing really here. It's just a place for people to post their one-off stuff. Like tr I think I'm trying to spin it to be done in an interesting way. At least that's how I'm thinking about the logic back then, because it's not connecting now. It's not. Nope, nothing's sticking. That one's gone. I would love to talk more about these ideas, but that one is... That one's trash. It's an idea, but uh, clearly dated. <laughs> and nonsensical. Now, I have these three... see here. These three cards, and I think they're not related to a startup. They're, they're all in the startup ideas portion, but there's not anything specific behind it. So I'm going to do my best to explain. So, oh, this is going to be tough. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with, I think they're called spider graphs. Um, they're, or yeah, I think they're spider graphs. Or Spidergrams, one of those two. Uh, I can look it up right now, but I don't feel like... Uh, I feel like I'm in a good flow right now. But these are generally... It's a visualization of stats that you normally see. 
And if you play a lot of video games, uh, you'll probably see this type of graph where a lot of traits that you have, uh, say if you're an athlete, it might be like speed, skill, stamina, uh, you know, I think I said strength, uh, like ability to throw, ability to catch, you know, those things. Uh, but what you're able to see when you have those numbers, you can see it in a graph form where it might look like a hexagon. And if someone's like really, really great at like arm strength, uh, the scale goes from like 0 to 10. And if you have a 10, like that point of where you're located on that graph is like really high. Like it goes out to the edge and 0 is kind of at the center. So you have like five or six traits. And if you're like a 10, at, you know, if you're a 10 across the board, your, your whole, your you know, the, the amount of space you cover is, a, is effectively like, you know, it's a hexagon or, you know, one of those. That's like a, some sort of polygon. And the idea behind this is that, uh, let's see here, scores increase as prestige improves, can quantify legitimacy with real results. Uh, let's see, communication, community, editor, marketing, production, target known over score. Uh, cool game profiles, exchange, task, okay. Okay, okay. I think I got this one. Sit back, ladies and gents. This is going to be something. So this will be a very interesting concept here. So I went about this ass backwards, and what I'm talking about, what I just talked about, is very is very relatable to visualizing the importance of skills, and not just skills, but effective skills that most people are looking for in day to day. Now, I use the Madden example because that's the most practical example that I think that we can all relate to, because I think a lot of us have played sports. However, I am a big proponent of quantifying ability and putting a score on it. Now, as I mentioned before, a lot of these scores, a lot of these abilities are, are not static. You know, we can always change, we can always grow, we can always get better and smarter, faster. We, we, we're all capable of that, okay? Like, period. It's, to think otherwise, it's, it's stupid, it's asinine. So, what this does is, this is a visual form, and it's, and it's used to help identify gaps in what is needed, whether if it's in a workforce environment, and this is completely work-based work or project-based where say if i well since i am a marketer i'm very good i'm going to use this example i think it should be practical i am good at you know doing google ads i'm good at ranking on google i'm good at looking at num like really good at numbers um analyzing data and and not just analyzing it but actually providing thoughtful insights and and and, and, and practical like actionable items out of it uh, what I'm not good at or what I'm no longer really super good at is like understanding uh, like some more technical stuff behind it so like while I'm decent at say coding I can probably grade myself like a 3 out of 10 I know enough to be dangerous and not in a good way but I also know enough to to work with someone and communicate to a 10 out of 10 developer uh, which might be a need that I have so based off of this, we can take certain traits that we have in almost any field possible. We give ourselves like give ourselves like six major traits. So if you're in marketing, what's your trade in say SEO, PPC, outreach, you can you can do whatever you want, you know, or teamwork communication, a lot of these things. Um, 
it's catered, and these points are catered towards what you and what mainly cater to what you want to value. And if I were to put my information, my, like, let's say my marketing and what I'm good at here, you know, and have a real assessment of skills, we can actually connect with other people who put their information and put their like put, put what they're good at with their skills um, based off of what you're looking for. So say if you're looking for like a 10 out of 10 like JavaScript coder for whatever reason, like you could be that specific. Um, you can actually identify like traits that make them a great JavaScript coder. You could be like, oh, you could be 10 out of 10 JavaScript, but like, what is your, what is your, what are, what are your communication preferences or your communication abilities? And the cool thing about this is that a lot of this stuff isn't just self done. Like we, we can assess ourselves, but a lot of this too could be assessed from the other team members and what goes on. So it kind of encourages people, and this is a double-edged sword, so if you're, an, if you're a pessimist person, this is not going to work, obviously. It's generally how it works. If you're an optimist person that really trusts your team, teammates and you know, you're not super jaded about life, um, from, what I've, from what I've experienced, you can visually and feel comfortable, feel comfortable about leaning on people who are very confident in their abilities based off of like the stats and traits and skills that they've ranked themselves for. Now, I think a lot of you have heard of a site called LinkedIn. I feel like I am a dinosaur when I say it like that, but uh, you know, we see this all the time on LinkedIn too. Uh, you can create a resume, you can have your photo, and then there's a section called skills. And from what you can do for skills is that you can label your own skills, but you have to get other people to quote unquote endorse your skills. It is not representative of actual talent or ability. It's just a reflection off of how many people click the skill button that you want them to click. Versus something like this, where you can visualize like, hey, you know, I'm looking for like a JavaScript developer that is highly communicative and works in mobile for whatever reason. Like, and those are the, and those are the key factors that you want. Well, you can visually see other aspects of what they're good at, but it's also self and uh, like peer reviewed as well. So uh, while you can't say like this guy's a terrible JavaScript developer, even though I don't know JavaScript, but what I can say is, hey, this guy gives himself a 10 out of 10 in communication. Fortunately, there's like five or six instances where it's not, and we only had eight instances total. So that's actually a two or three, you know, something along those lines. And, you know, those scores will adjust over time. Now, the cool thing about this is that we can quantify all these numbers that's put in and give them like a score, like a four digit score. I like four digits because I feel like the higher the score, the, the cooler it is. So if you're like a badass like marketer in, or a developer um, that can like lead projects, that can communicate with lower levels and can help train, you know, your, they can communicate with other departments. You know, your, your value and not just value that company or your project, but like the value of what you can offer is incredibly high, and that score could be like 2174. Okay. Um, I don't want to do anything more than four digits because I feel like after that it just kind of becomes just inflated. But it's, but keeping it like a three digit score, I feel like, eh, I don't know. I, I feel like four digits just has that more impact. Um, but again, it could be used for anything. Uh, I used it in the example of like work environments, but if you're a YouTuber, and you need to collaborate with a video editor or an animator or someone who just knows how to write scripts 
again, you can you can quantify those things that you're looking for, or have this app or site like help you identify the main traits of the project you're trying to do. So it's almost like a crowdsourced, like self. It's almost like yeah, it's like user generated, but crowdsourced, peer reviewed, uh, like skill trading, skill bartering. And we wanted to go more in depth with that, you know, the site, the app, or whatever the platform, I should say can help actually negotiate um, the right terms, uh, you know, like say profit sharing, if you're bartering skills, um, you know, keep each other in check, or if there's payment required, that's also that's also uh, shown. But I think it's just a great way to uh, like demystify like all the amb ambiguity of like working with someone you don't really know or for the first time. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it would be great. Uh, obviously it takes a lot of people to get this going, but uh, that's kind of the idea behind this. I think that's where I was headed for. So, yeah. I don't know if you guys like that one. Um, but considering I spent like 10 minutes discussing it, obviously there there is a lot. Um, I feel like there's something there. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just really giddy about it. So that was the other startup idea. So that's it for startup ideas. I think these were the ones that... Um, for whatever reason, I did not write down in the startup list, but you guys received two of them. Uh, so, you, you know, if you loved that startup series, then you got a sneak peek at uh, some cool stuff right there. And maybe one dud. So, <laughs> what can I say? Now this one... Cool. So this one is its own little... Uh, booklet here, like five or six notes, and this is probably going to be where I top off on, yeah, I'm probably going to end with these ones, because it's about one, two, three, four, five, six, six note cards here, and the note here, and this is not startup ideas, this is like the category, it's, it's, it's its own, it's called a uh, Tonado, now if you're unfamiliar with Tonado, uh, I wouldn't blame you. I'm pretty sure I'm one of like one of one listener, <laughs> like that would actually get this reference. However, if uh, if you guys have watched the Netflix series uh, Agretsuko, it's from uh, I think it's Ataro or Sonaro, uh, the company that creates Hello Kitty. They have like a lot of cute. Their whole idea is just being cute, I guess cute toys, but uh, eventually they, I think they ventured out, I mean they ventured out into like entertainment as well, but one of the newer series that they had that made it to America was called uh, Agretsuko, and it's a, it's like, it's in a world, it's like an office environment where everyone is like a cute little animal, and it follows uh, this, this uh, I think it's, I think it's a red panda, uh, yeah, red panda uh, named Retsuko. And it just goes, it reviews her like day-to-day -day life, working in a terrible office environment and, and dealing with like the day-to-day -day hassles of being like a, I think kind of like a middle, mid-twenties, late-twenties, um, you know, burnt-out office worker that that just can't seem to get her crap together. But she, but the kick is that, you know, she gets treated so badly at work that she, uh, that she releases all of her like frustrations and rage. Uh, in, uh, in karaoke, and that's where like yeah. So she's you know, it gets, I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting show. And one of the characters, 
And this is, I believe this could be a, a YouTube video, but obviously I never got around to doing this. Um, so that's why we're going to talk about it here. You know, maybe, maybe this will resonate to some of you. So one of the characters is Tanato. He only showed up for, I think, about four to five episodes in the second season. And Tanato is uh, essentially... I'm going to go based on the notes here. I don't want to dive too much into it, but I will explain as I go. Uh, maybe not, because it's all, it's all fragmented. So I'll give you background on this guy. Uh, essentially, he's introduced as kind of a huge slacker dude um, who has failed like his driver's license like 20 times. And he needs to, I don't know, essentially he's just like, comes off as a slacker, just like, head, his head's always in the clouds, he's never really there a lot. Uh, come to find out, he's actually like, he's almost like a Zuckerberg slash Elon Musk type of like billionaire, where he's a super genius coder that does all these things to change the world. Like he's just moving humanity beyond, or I guess, animal-ality, whatever. Beastality, <laughs> uh, no beast, beastandy, yeah, whatever. Um, he moved, you know, he, he he's like a true visionary. He's like almost like a Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg type guy, um, but very unassuming. Like you wouldn't think about it, but that's kind of that was kind of his hook, uh, how how he was introduced. And what the show um, really, I think, missed the mark, or maybe they did hit the mark. Um, but the sense the whole story is around uh, Red Suko is that uh, this guy, you get to see kind of where he comes from and where his headspace is um, throughout the like several episodes. And I think the show portrays him at some point as almost like a bad guy. Not a bad guy, but just more of like a anti, like an ant, you know, I guess an antagonist, I guess. He's not like a super protagonist, he's more of an antagonist. Kind of, but really, he was just kind of a victim of like a circumstance, and I, I don't want to give away spoilers. Uh, but these notes were probably to describe him, and I think I wrote these down to help kind of identify like the person I want to be because I just saw him, and I kind of saw that whole I don't know, I just saw his character as a whole, and I really just enjoyed that dude as a whole. So this, these notes here, so, you know, he's so happy, and he's thoroughly excited to show his vision to the world. He says he wants to free people, to help people. Let them be their best self without the need for the XYZ. Uh, and then I have them start here called CCC. I don't know what that means. And then he said, and then things mentioned here, games are meant to be enjoyed. Just a guy. He is just a guy. The final point is something in seconds. So fortunately these notes are still a little bit fragmented. I wrote like six here, so maybe I can piece it all together. Everything that he focuses on is creating total automation. Uh, you watch the show, and I think, you know, a lot of people, even in society today, like, you know, people talk about automation, getting rid of jobs, or using, using automation to make our lives easier. His whole goal is to make everything so automated that we spend all of our time doing what we really want to do. Following our hobbies, our passions, our dreams, you know, or playing video games all day, or doing something, you know, in some way, shape, or form. And his whole idea behind that is simply that, you know, 
a lot of jobs don't make any sense. You know, a lot of people are just dragged down by the day to day. There's so much bad stuff going on in the world. Um, and most of that is just related to either, you know, like socioeconomical problems. People might have not have like people might have like lack of money or there's a lot of things going on. But a lot of that could be prevented due to, you know, complete automation to make life super easy to where, you know, maybe we all don't need to work for a job just to have a job um, because, quote unquote, society says so. Um, you know, he's essentially creating a, his own utopia to where that doesn't happen. Uh, then he says, in, in, in everything he says here, uh, let's see, everything's automated. Uh, keep it short and sweet, quote unquote. And I start this three times, so this is probably something I need to say out loud to myself, but hopefully this will provide some value to you. Who knows? Keep it short and sweet, quote. People don't like it when you drown them in info. I feel like I just uh, burned myself there just now. Whoops. I mean, I do like to talk. But I love that methodology. He, someone that trusts in his folks, like he trusts his folks so much. He trusted himself. He trusts the people around him 100%. Not only that, I don't know, one of my favorite things he says, and he makes it super easy. Like, I don't know, he, I don't know, he puts a lot of um, for like critical thinking situations in like, he explains things in a way where it's super simplified. And that's his mantra. Even though he's like this genius dude, he, does, he doesn't get bogged down by all the details. He knows what people want at the end of the day. And he mentions this, he mentions this in a, um, before he goes to like an executive board meeting where like his automated assistant helped him book a, um, a partnership deal with uh, Red Sucle's company at the time. And that's kind of how they met. Uh, where you know, the robot set up the meeting and everything going and I think the robot says, hey, do you think, you know, do you think we're in or over ahead or something like that? And Tonato goes, he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, we're already there. You did all the hard parts. All I got to do is back your play. And I was like, oh, I was like, first, I was like, damn, that's like a boss ass statement. And then second, I was like, well, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're really good at what you do and if people kind of put you in a position to do what you can thrive in then all you have to do is just follow through. It's simplistic. It's just absurdly simplistic. No overthinking, none of this stuff, you know. Uh, and, then it's, and then I have all out of these here. Uh, 50 second pitch, last word, star all value, last word slash all value. So I think that whole idea is that not a single word you say is a waste. Everything you say actually has intent and meaning. Uh, there's no room for, uh, you know, no, if you're incredibly concise without leaving room for interpretation because it's completely understood. Kind of like the opposite of this podcast where I have to explain myself or become long-winded. But you can see I wrote these notes as kind of like probably like, like an ideal where I probably would want to go in that direction at some point, maybe sooner rather than later. Um, I think... I think points here is just make it personalized. Listen, uh, not going to be great around to the bush. I don't know why that has. But essentially, these are listing all the traits that he has that I think I actually need to improve upon myself after a certain point. Like, uh, like to listen more. Like to like to be an incredible listener. That honestly probably needs to be like off the top of my list. Um, Price again, always happens. Pretty good. Make it about them. Yeah. 
this is pretty much like a self-analysis of how Tsunado is like a boss and like how he practices practices a lot of like leadership and charisma traits. Like he's always happy. He he's pretty good at what he does, and he makes everything about the other person because that's that because that's what it's all about to him. Like he's all about helping others. So there's no point about making it about himself. Yeah, these are dope ass cards, honestly, for looking at self-assessment. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. So uh, let's see here. Let's see, one emoji, yes, learning vids, memes, text, 80 characters have left. Okay, this one goes back to YouTube, screw that. Okay, so this next card says, um, Tanada always asked, he, he always asks um, this question, yeah, but what if, dot, dot, dot. Uh, that tends to be, at least from the show, it was perceived as uh, a negative trait. Because um, there's a certain point where he he like refuses to let go of a situation because he's always because it sets his head is always up in the clouds. He's always looking at like another possibility or another way out or, or a solution. And uh, the world that Retsuko lives in and pretty much the world that the whole show involves in um, doesn't allow that. And ultimately, like you can kind of see how those two worlds clash. And and I'll leave it at that. But. Uh, but he's always someone that just asks, he's like, yeah, but what if? But what if? He's always willing to go that extra step, and he's not willing to give up on something that he wants. Uh, especially if it comes to helping others, because he's always coming from a place where he genuinely wants to help. He wants to help those around him. He wants to help out Retsuko. Uh, he wants to help out the companies. So he's always looking about that solution. But the world that he lives in, in this case, and the world that we're all paying attention to, which is Retsuko's world, um, you know, he comes off as someone that's not, I don't want to say not a likable guy, he's a super likable guy, but he doesn't come off in the best light because of that. And then, um, but he's always someone that assumes positive intent, and he genuinely believes that. Again, these are traits that I really like, and that's why I'm mentioning it. And these are traits that, you know, if you're still listening, uh, if you're still awake, if you're still listening, uh, you know, I don't know, kind of use that as food for thought. Uh, maybe taking some of those, some of these traits. I, I mean, I'm talking about it out loud, and I'm taking some of this to heart. The more, the more I speak to it. So, um, you know, I can say a year from now, I have not. I mean, I've improved in some of these aspects, but I'm nowhere near kind of, kind of, where I wanted to go, and, <laughs> and a lot of stuff. But, uh, but moving on with the other note card here. This is the last. This is the last note card, and we'll call it a day. And we'll, and we'll do some. Uh, we'll do some parting words for you folks. Tanato is aloof in a, in a lot of things. He doesn't need or has found no use to think about random stuff due to its due to it being obsolete. So essentially, anything that he doesn't believe has any value that he finds that's like the system is broken or doesn't make any sense to him, he's aloof about. It. He doesn't want to spend time thinking about things that absolutely don't matter to him. Um, doesn't matter to him or society in in in, in that aspect. So if he finds, like, he, if he finds, I think one example is that he finds driving to be really outdated and meaningless. Um, so that's why he's always failed a lot of his tests. In the same vein, he, he has a pilot's license and he has his own private jet. And he flies everywhere. And he says it makes sense. There's no rules in the road. There's no traffic. You don't, you don't have to make turn lanes, left lanes. You can just go straight to where you need to go. It's like, that's his logic. Again, that makes sense. But it's also like hard to relate because obviously no one's super rich like him, or not everyone's super rich like him. 
Very few are. Um, but that's kind of like the context behind it. Again, I wrote this again. He highly listens. He doesn't make it about him. And he's all about efficiency. Like, he might be a slacker, but he's always straight to the point. Um, but because of that, his lifestyle and how he, his approach at life is completely different to how, compared to how most people handle uh, their day-to-day -day lives. And uh, that that's where, like, the rift comes in between, like, their worlds. And uh, if you haven't watched that show, Akatsuko, I think it's, um, I mentioned it, like, a year ago, like, some in an anime series I discussed um, that. Uh, and it was pretty high up there. It's a newer show. There's only two seasons, but uh, it's a, it's a binge-worthy show. The episodes aren't. I think they're, like, 12 minutes long, so it's not a huge commitment. And, I don't know, if you like like cute little animals talking you know there are a lot of shows where animals or animals are now the thing people don't even people don't even show up in cartoons anymore it's always like animals these days um it, it's it's a pretty cool tip it, it's a pretty cool show so those are the notes that i have for this episode i'm going to try to name this something differently so um i don't know i i don't have a good ways to like title like I, when it comes to creating these titles i don't Oh, these ones are bad ones. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, I don't have any titles specifically for this series. I just call it No Cards Revisited, uh, which it is, but I don't feel like it's catchy. Like, the marketer in me wants to make it, like, sound cool. Um, but maybe I'm just going to be straight and just be like, here's what I talked about this episode, and it just happens to be part of the No Card series. I think that would make more sense, because I think a lot of people who happen to find this stuff, who happen to find this podcast... I, I, I don't specifically know like what you guys search for um, for the podcast so I don't know if you're searching for like a sleeping help or you're looking for like a specific like startup ideas and you happen to run into this podcast you know I, I, I don't know specifically um, you know that I had the data I have doesn't really tell me and that's fine you know I'm, I'm happy to have people listening and I'm always thankful I'm very thankful to have even a single download I mean heck my first three episodes that I made even after seven days I had like one total download and it might have been just me listening so uh, you know it is what it is that said uh, you know I think we're done for today um, so now we're doing parting words I don't have any cool music I don't have any jazz music there's no ads here okay this is just me talking if you're still listening and if you have trouble falling asleep if it's late at night and you have not woken up and fall back to sleep, uh, sorry, if it's late at night before you've gone to sleep, I recommend eating a mandarin. Just do that. I highly recommend the mandarins. I talk about it all the time. Eat a mandarin. I say this to you because I'm out of mandarins and, um, and I really want some citrus. Um, so, you know, some people say it doesn't help. I say it does. Uh, what I always say is that, as opposed to Googling if fruits can help, just, just try it yourself. There is no such thing. I take that back. There are, some, there are some such things. But when it comes to more ambiguity, like studies that say it may help, it may not help, at the end of the day, it just comes down to what works for you. There's nothing more to that. So stop overthinking about this stuff. Okay, just grab a mandarin. I'm telling you to grab a mandarin right now. If you don't have a mandarin, you can't fall asleep. Go to the store then. Okay? I'm not, like, we're at the point where if you are still listening, and if you don't feel like you're about to fall asleep or you're about to drift off, maybe you will. 
But if you still feel like you're wide awake, just go off to the store. You're not doing yourself any favors by laying down, and you know that, and I know that. I've been in your shoes way more frequently. And as a matter of fact, this is like the first uh, Wednesday or Tuesday night that I've slept before recording that I actually had a good night's sleep without any insomnia. So, uh, yeah, in like a month and a half. And I think you guys can tell that from the previous recordings too and how like tired and stuff I've been. Um, but it's, uh, it, just do that, okay? The only thing I can say is nothing's going to change if you don't drive change. You're the, you know, you're the driver. Like, you're, you're capable of changing, and you can change is simply just getting up and getting a mandarin. Uh, you might be surprised what happens. I mean, um, you know, for me, and parting words, so anything, if you're waiting for the no-card stuff, go away. Like, we're, we're done. We're done with that. I'm talking about parting words now. But for me, I've always found uh, either helping people or creating change like a change of an action or a, or a decision and committing to it are the biggest drivers of kind of entering like a new world of possibilities new world of opportunities uh, I mean even today like I mean I think we all can name a single decision that's kind of influenced how we ended up where we are today I mean for me it was moving to Las Vegas and I was even going on like the like I forgot what highway was that was it US 40 or like Interstate 40 or something like that. And one of the there was like a cutoff point where it said I can go to Las Vegas, which was my intention, or Los Angeles. And I was very very tempted to go to LA. Uh, it was actually my initial spot where I wanted to relocate. And I went to Las Vegas because they had poker. It was a lot. It was like a tenth of the cost as Los, as Los Angeles, and I just wanted to move. So I ended up down that road. I almost recommitted to go back to Los Angeles, but I ended up making that right turn to go to Vegas. Uh, and even when I moved to Vegas, I, I met two types of people and two types of friends. I had my poker buddies that seemed like they were genuinely good people, uh, smart people. And there were entertainment buddies that would do like acting, open calls and stuff. And, you know, I made a decision of saying, look, I, I don't want to do both. Um, I'm in Vegas. I want to make a decision of where I want to go. Or I have the other infinite amount of possibilities of not doing either and doing whatever. But I stuck with those two decisions. I gave myself those two options. And if I didn't stick with the poker people, um, I don't know if I would even be here today. I don't know if this podcast would even exist. Hell, if I went with the actor people or whatever, like I could have failed miserably. Or hell, I might even be on TV. I could, I could be on like The Voice or something like that. Who knows? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not to say, I'm not going to say that that's going to definitely going to happen, or that would would have happened like verbatim. But I've always found life to be incredibly strange. Uh, and most of the chaos in life is strictly due to the decisions we make. Uh, a smaller amount of the chaos that goes on outside of the decision we make, are it's everything that we see in the news. Uh, that's as far as I'm going to take the stuff of the news. We all know what's going on in the world, uh, especially in the world of the United States. Um, and you know, I don't want, I don't like talking about that stuff on this podcast. I use this as I use this podcast as a way for me to kind of speak out loud, see what makes sense. It's also a little bit of therapy for me, and in the same vein, 
to help, um, to hopefully bring value to you in the form of helping you relax and fall asleep and just reduce the mind chatter. Because there's enough going on outside of the world. And the last thing you want to hear, especially if you're trying to sleep, are the things that are keeping you awake at night. Does that make any sense? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that's the case. And uh, again, I want to say thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I, uh, I've been getting a couple, a couple tweets. So if you have a, if you have any feedback, comments, or episode ideas, I like to say episode ideas. I have to be straight with you. Like I, I don't want to say like, if you have any ideas for the podcast or, or just idea things you want to talk about, and then I use them as an as an episode. I'm like, no, I like these are. Like, I have a lot of idea, episode ideas, but if there's things that you would like to hear or talk about or what would like me to discuss, I'm open for that. Uh, that's, that's just my logic. I know I overthink a lot of these things, like, completely. And, uh, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I've gotten a couple of comments uh, and emails, too. Uh, the ones that... Let's see here. It's on Twitter. You, I mean, if you guys are on Twitter, you can follow me at Droolish Podcast, and you can probably look at the ask to see who's adding me. Um, but occasionally, I do get some people who, who send me a tweet. Um, primarily, it's emails, appreciation emails, and I love that. Um, but that stuff like really keeps me going. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Like, like I like looking at the numbers, and I'm, I consider myself a numbers guy, like big time numbers guy. But I'm, I'd be a fool to say that it's it's only about the numbers it's not it's like the depth and the reach like like people who i'm hopefully positively affecting and helping them fall asleep like in a perfect world i would have like seven days of material about 60 minutes a night and you guys can listen to it every day and every night to help um, i feel like listening to the same thing over and over again doesn't isn't going to do too much uh, especially if you guys are listening to my voice i feel like there has to be some semblance of me talking about something Unfortunately, like, you know, my time, like, the timing for me to do that isn't really there. Um, I can, I can make that happen a little bit more, uh, if I, like, more resourcing and just, uh, if I really actively try to spend money to, like, buy, have a team to where I can only focus on recording, like, it's strictly one day of the week, like, for 12 hours, and then have, like, people write the descriptions, put it on YouTube, and help whoever. Um, but that, that requires a significant amount of, uh, of, like, money. Um, over time, so uh, and that that will kind of almost destroy the fun of doing this podcast too. It's like building that. Not to say that it won't happen in the future. I'm just to let you guys know kind of what um what I'm thinking. But but uh, I don't know. I thought this was a this this tweet at me was pretty cool. It says uh, your podcast is the only thing that helps me sleep at the moment. ATM, I'm assuming. Thank you so much for starting it and for keeping it going. My favorite right now is Influential Books Part 2. Interesting as well as helping me drift off. You are welcome. I don't want to name names. I mean, it's public, but I don't know. I feel weird just naming names on here on, um, on this podcast. And I got another one from another person. Uh, I cannot pronounce his name, although it doesn't matter. Um, I said, you know, he was super glad. You know, creating the podcast, I create material, and it just helps the mind chatter and all that fun jazz and uh you know i'd like to take time to like thank these people and respond uh, i don't know I, I feel like that's the i don't know that like that's what makes it worth it you know 
Uh, I, I know there are a lot of listeners uh, that either are listening because it helps, or listening because they find value out of what I talk about, or you have listening for whatever reasons, and hopefully it's the combination of both. I don't try to make this podcast too interesting. Not that I know what too interesting is, let's be honest. I just do things that I believe are interesting to me, um, that I believe should be interesting to you guys in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I have a lot of things on the horizon that I want to talk about, and I'll tell it here because I feel like there's a very small amount of people that are still listening at this point, if you're still awake. Um, and I, don't, I, like to spring, I like to talk about the things in the future here because uh, it's just, I don't know, I, I just like to find these as like hidden gems, I guess. So, just a couple things I'm going to talk about soon. Poker. I have a thing, I wrote something about poker. Um, on Medium, and uh, you know, if you guys look, if you guys type my name in Google, I'm sure something will show up. Either my site or I don't know um, my Twitter account. I didn't write it too long ago. My Medium account. I do like to write occasionally, and it was it talks about poker. Uh, I think poker is super phenomenal. I've been getting back into that, and that's kind of inspired. It's inspiring me to do this. Earlier, kind of talk about the po- talk about poker on the podcast. Your relationship in relation to like life and uh, kind of improving yourself. Uh, and there's something called the time cube, and that one, I I feel like the time cube episode is gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be phenomenal. Um, probably not for reasons you would expect, and probably not for reasons I would expect. But I will thoroughly be enjoying that episode. I'm going to probably enjoy that as much as the Home Depot Battle Royale episode. Which, if you guys have uh, have not listened, listened to, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. So if you have not been able to fall asleep, um, but you still like the sound of my voice and you're kind of interested, definitely check out the Home Depot Battle Royale episode. <laughs> it, is, um, it is a blast from the past. The same thing with the time cube that I'm going to be talking about. That is going to be great. Uh, I I love those I love those types of episodes. I, I very rarely do like like blast from the past internet nostalgia episodes. It's uh, I I think they're always great. It's always great to reflect on a lot of these things. And then these are a lot of things that I've like I won't say bought into, but I was like gaga about reading more and listening about like back in the day. Um, there are a couple more that I would want to do, but um you know. But Time Cube is like going to be my, my, my next baby that I, I really am excited to talk about. I mentioned poker already. Um, I don't think there are many other ones that are going to be like super, super crazy. Um, the football season is starting soon too, so I will be spending time talking about football and perhaps with sports betting. Uh, you guys, if you are a first-time listener, uh, you... you if you're a first-time listener and you enjoy what you're listening to, um, I will say that I've changed a lot since the podcast has started, uh, and it is very, very apparent on what's changed if you look at the episode titles. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit for you, too. So what started out as just me wanting to talk about football picks uh, weekly... Uh, slowly turn into a a sports betting obsession, and not just a sports betting obsession, but like a 
like an automated sports betting. Like it's hard. Yeah, start starting into like automation of sports, and then it became me versus like modeling sports. Then it turned into full-blown sports betting for the playoffs, and then it turned into what I call the greatest side bet special I've ever done, and it was great. So, yeah. So, long story short, I'm excited for football and sports coming out. I'm still undecided on the content that I want to talk about specifically, because um, I'm going to change some things from last year to this year. Um, but I, I think you guys will find that to be enjoyable. And, and it's going to be very good value in the sense of if you cannot fall asleep, you should still make enough money to be happy. <laughs> um, ideally. So, uh, but that, you know, that, that's just me. Uh, you know, I'm a guy who just likes to bet. Um, I like to look at trends, I like to look at numbers, but more importantly, I like to look at uh, teams, feel, like psychology, all that fun stuff that not many people actually um, pay attention to. And the cool thing is, you know, like you can be, when it comes to sports betting, you can have your own methodology. Your own methodology can actually get you pretty far. Um, what, 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 what most people don't talk about is like people think they have to know everything about sports and it's like, no, you just need to know enough to say like win 60% of the time. That's like the baseline of being successful. And if you're based off confidence and from what you've seen in the past, the key is to track it. If you don't track it, then, you, then you're just you know shooting blanks or you're, you're just kind of going all, all over the place. But if you're able to track what you're doing with your philosophy or methodology, it can be very powerful. And a lot of people who track sports betting have their own methodologies as well, and they generally work. The thing is, we all a lot of people just tend to overlap a lot of the picks, so it doesn't really matter what happens like week over week. It's all about the long term. Um, so that's that's going to get me excited because football season's coming up. I have some cool things that I think we all can enjoy and do. And I know this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because I don't have too much time um, this week. So, like, like I said, this is only going to be one episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, but again, let me know what you think, your feedback on the podcast, or if there are any things you'd like me to talk about, um, have episode ideas, or all that fun jazz. Um, you can send me, um, follow me at Drewish Podcast on Twitter. You can also email me, uh, Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you really find value out of this podcast, please spread the word. I, I'm i feeling very comfortable with the podcast for me to start, I don't want to say advertising it, because um, I don't, like I do, but I don't. Uh, I, I strictly made this podcast, um, and I've marketed it, quote unquote, in a way to where you guys who really need help, who really need something to change like their sleep patterns or we're looking for something or finding me and, and hopefully I'm that solution uh, so I don't like going out of my way to tell people about a podcast that they were never interested in but it's it's a fine line because there is something I know there's always some interest in improving sleep and I know this podcast is a is one method to remove a lot of um, mind chatter 
and help and, and alleviate like some of the sleep problems and like and to you know curb insomnia. So I don't I don't want to go out of my way to just promote that. I don't know. It, it it's still I feel comfortable with the podcast, but I just it still just feels weird because I, I do I do a lot of marketing. I do a lot of paid stuff for like companies and every you know businesses that sell things. Um, but I feel like I don't want to sell my podcast. If that makes sense, I don't have to sell it. Uh, I just want to do my best to explain who I am and what this podcast is about. And honestly, if people weren't going to be listening to three to five minutes of something that could help them out um, with the intent of actually helping them out in some way, shape, or form, then they were never interested in to begin with. And uh, in, honestly, that's the truth. That's, you know, if you're someone... And obviously, you're likely not the case. If you listen this far, it's likely 99% of the time. 99% of you listening, maybe even higher. It's not the case here. Like, if you're, if someone is willing to, if somebody's not willing to listen to two to five minutes of something, I mean, their attention spans are just that short, or they're looking for something that's immediate. And that's, come on, guys, it's sleep. Like, like to find, you know, I think we all have been in a situation where we, we've been up for two, three, four, eight, all night. Well, you know, it's some way, shape, it's, it's, it's some capacity uh, when, it come, when it tries to sleep. So, um, so expecting a two-minute solution for potential 600-minute problem that you have, or what's 60 times eight, 480-minute problem, potentially. It just seems absurd. Uh, maybe I'm the crazy one here. I mean, possibly, but I also doubt that in this case, I'm wrong. Um, that said, if you enjoyed the podcast, I'm very glad. And until next time, folks, take care and dream easy.